0: We're here with Melanie Bernier of Boston Cream, the Uh, Barbizones, the Electric Street Queens. And she's also done Punk Rock Aerobics. She has her column Trash is Tragic in the Boston Compass, um, amongst many other projects. How's it going, Melanie?
1: Hey, that was a really great introduction. I'm good. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Yeah, of of course. course. Uh, how's Philadelphia treating you?
1: Um. Well, I miss Boston. I <laughs> I think... Miss you too. Yeah. No, I think my, my time here has been like with just the grad program, but like this summer specifically has been pretty intense. Um, Peaches and I were at a protest a couple months ago and like, Got horribly gassed by the police. Uh, oh, shit. Um, yeah, we were like stuck on the highway and being gassed in this. Like it, it ended up being a big thing. Like there's a lawsuit mm-hmm. now against the city um, from a bunch of protesters. But yeah, I, I feel like that combined with some other things I've seen and been part of has been a little. It's a. It's been a pretty rough summer, uh, and I miss trees. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Sure. Um, I'm really sorry that happened to you.
1: No, I mean, I'm not to say like, yeah. It, it just, it's just been like very interesting being here because I moved here a year ago. I was really wrapped up in school and then COVID hit. So um, I think, you know, the first year you're in a city is usually, a new city at least is like, usually kinda, it can be a tricky landing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like the year you kind of get your bearings and, you know, make your new friend groups and meet your people. But COVID kind of shut that down. And then, you know, with the protests and everything. And um, I guess it's just, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it. It's just been a really weird time, as I'm sure it is for everybody right now, you know? Yeah,
2: no, I, I know what you mean about the the settling in to yeah in, into a new place but also but yeah not necessarily you didn't foresee any of this coming up so you're just kind of you're dealing with it actually
3: you actually, did actually I knew oh. I was the only American to know about that <laughs> yeah I haven't told yeah. anything yet oh
2: oops my bad
3: <laughs>
0: yeah melanie actually texted me in like january and she's like just gonna let you know keep it on the download.
3: yeah
0: <laughs> we're oh, not january to... in in august
2: <laughs> you knew last august that is
0: oh
1: damn it's actually why i left boston <laughs> yeah. <a year> ago. <laughs> um yeah insider trading i'm into yeah. it
0: hey i remember You sold uh, uh, me a lot of amazing tapes that I'm still listening to.
1: I'm really glad to hear that. Okay, I was really drunk when I was selling all those tapes and, like, accidentally sold a few that I was, like, uh, later on realized I had really strong emotional attachments to.
0: Give them back, Chris. Uh, see, this is exactly what I I say to my family when they're like, "Why do you need this thing over here?" And I'm like, "You don't. If we didn't even point it out to you, you wouldn't even like know. You know, it was, yeah. you know, it's gone." And I'm like, "No, it's not true. It, really, because I I've had times where I've sold things, and then I'm and then I like I know it's gone now." Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know? No, it's for the best. It's for the best. But I remember selling you a couple deep cuts. What'd you get?
0: Oh yeah, the main Coons tapes yeah. that were like recorded over like movie soundtracks, like um, House Party was one of them, I forget what the other one is. but
1: Yeah, I think one was like a Phil Collins single.
0: Yeah, 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 Okay, that's it, yeah. Yeah. Those, Those were, are, great. it's amazing though, because like some of the, it will go from main Coons on the tape to then like it, it goes back to like, in some of the areas, like it goes back to like the House Party soundtrack or something.
1: Yeah, oh that's great. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh man. And yeah, I also have like repl- there the replacements. Tim, it was a bunch oh, of them. Oh,
1: like, that. Better, was, better. Yeah. Any. It was funny. Tapes sorry. Or, like, oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, no. Go on.
1: Oh, any replacements tapes or Bruce Springsteen tapes? Generally, those were the ones I had the most like uh, the biggest connection to. Those. It was just. People I had listened to them with over and over again. Like some of those people are, you know, not in my life. Some people are dead. Like it, and it just—I don't know. It's, yeah, they're great tapes. I'm sure there's like a million others that could be found one day at like a flea market or a thrift store or something. But uh, basically, I'm just happy you should just that give some back. Of the, yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is like, give them back now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay, no. so I need to pay it forward and give.
1: Yeah, and you should yeah. also pay me twenty dollars for emotional distress that you've caused me.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I, I probably should. Yeah, I you you were very generous in your your prices <laughs> because I I bought like so many of them, and then it was funny. We went to the bar State Park after the show, and I was just like walking, like dropping cassette tapes and stuff, just like because. I wasn't planning. I had the whole box or something.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. I'm yeah. glad you have them. That's a really good feeling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. Thank you again.
1: And you got some artwork too, right?
0: Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm standing right next to it. It's been
3: yeah.
1: featured on the
0: podcast before.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's right next to my Shangri-La's Poster with the iguana Ziggy Pops' first band opening for them.
1: Wow!
0: wow. So Trip you're in Shangri-La's? good company. What's that?
1: They open. He opened for the Shangri Las. Uh,
0: his band, the Iguanas. Yeah, they actually opened for a lot of um like big bands. I think when they're 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 that band, the Iguanas. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they were like a garage rock band, and then, and then I forget his other band after that, and then it was the Stooges, but. Wow! Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so in the iguanas, Iggy was the drummer, and um, but then he got up and sang this song called "Again and Again" that Johnny and the Food Masters do over and over, again and again. Um, and I sing that one, and mm-hmm. uh, Ben Tan is hates me for that because <laughs> he he gets really sick of that song. <laughs> wow! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is my segue, because uh, I'm such a professional. Ooh. Speaking of origins and getting into bands, I was wondering about how you got into, even, I don't know if you played any bands in, like, high school or anything like that, or play music, um, as a teenager.
1: Oh, I did not.
0: Uh. Me neither, so <laughs> no worries. <laughs>
1: basically I waited till I was like a hundred years old to be in any bands um, <laughs> were you
0: from <laughs> like around Hartford. the Boston area? Um,
1: from, Hartford,
0: Connecticut right?
1: Yeah, from near Hartford I was born in Hartford yeah. I grew up around Very that cool. area uh, and I moved to Boston in like 2003 mm-hmm. um, and when I was in college I started a feminist doo band yes called, yes called. I'm going to have to explain the name it's the commodities okay all right
3: like
1: commodities but with titties oh
3: nice no mm-hmm. it's
1: so stupid <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah it was a really stupid band we had like five songs um uh one of them was patriarchy it ain't as cool as a matriarchy that was a hit um And then there was one about like jesus christ and a holy cow and like (laughs) i don't know i i was just really confused i i I don't
0: know i I think you were onto something (laughs) yeah it's definitely that's legendary yeah i was actually looking for that band um i would have mentioned it in my introduction i i kept like all the stuff i was reading in my in my research was just said feminist Dewop band. I didn't
1: know uh-huh. the name. <laughs> yeah, because it's so terrible. <laughs> this is the and first. Like, this is the
2: unveiling of it.
1: This yeah, this is actually deep, dark secrets of mine. Um, no, it was. It was five singers, all of us female, like uh, wearing like sequins and big, you know, uh, wigs, and and then we had a keyboardist and a bassist and I think a guitar play player maybe a drummer I don't remember it was like three musicians and five lead singers um yeah it was kind of like playing off drag culture but uh I, I it was like 2008 and it, it was um I kind of like like I said like doo like girl group but kind of like fucked up and I don't know. It. We all had mustache, like actual mustaches, like, <laughs> like like trying to be glamorous, but also just being very gross at the same time. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. Is um, there any recordings?
1: Oh wow! I can probably find you one.
0: Yeah, please do. I'd love to hear. <laughs>
2: You're holding on to the
0: tape, but
4: <laughs> yeah, I feel
1: like. Someone has one, and I talked to one of the girls, and she was like, I have it, and I was like, okay, burn it. (laughs)
0: Nice. (laughs) I just listened to, right before this, we started recording, uh, or before, um, even before we talked, before we were recording, uh, I was listening to a record called, uh, there's a single, and it's called Fuck Me Forever, and it's by Connie Lingus. Mm. So, so I think... I think it was meant to be that we're talking about your, your, the the uh duop feminist group with um all the grossness and taking down the patriarchy all at once,
1: yeah, definitely um please make me a mix. I would love to hear all these things,
0: oh yeah, of course, yeah um yeah, and uh I say so this sounds like. This was, so wait, you said you were in college when this
4: band? Yeah. Band?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, so in high school, I, like, started going to punk shows probably, I think I was, like, 13, 14. I started going, like, one a week and or more, and uh, there was, there were a bunch of uh, places, like, within driving distance, and I have, like, eight siblings, so one of my older brothers, me and his friends, like, would go to these shows at uh, like VFW halls or weird bars that like let had all ages shows um, in the middle of nowhere in Connecticut. Uh, and I just, the scene then was like kind of strange. There was um, not as much kind of like, I guess all the genres mixed a little bit more back then, if that makes sense. Like you'd go to a show and you'd have like your metalheads and then you'd have like, hell's angels dude like running the sound and then hardcore kids and punk kids and i know that's like pretty much just a way of saying like uh uh just like weirdos but it was it was interesting it was cool um and i don't i don't know uh it was definitely like a very fun time like it was It was a good i was happy that there was so much going on and so much like diy happening in that state and in like massachusetts and that i was able to it was all like a relatively short drive away you know
0: yeah so this is in uh you were going to these shows in in hartford
1: um even like small towns in connecticut it was just really wherever kids could find someone to like let them put on a show. So it would even be like a comic book store, maybe a record oh. store maybe, but like, you know, just weird like VFW halls.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Etc. Uh
0: any bands that uh you can uh, you, you can remember that we should yeah.
1: check out? Um yeah, I mean I don't, I have well, I don't have the tapes anymore. <laughs> <but> <laughs> but
3: um <laughs> all
0: right i'll go check upstairs in my,
1: in my room. um <laughs> might have you know there was a band when i was really young that i would follow called just for today and they were kind of like the screamo emo bands um god i was into like ska for a couple minutes there uh jesus i don't even know i'm too embarrassed to tell you the bands i used to listen to
0: uh, it's okay. We've, we, I've, like, admitted it many times of, like, all that my, like, I, I actually made a, a gross new metal mix for Glenn. Oh,
3: uh, really? Like,
0: early, earlier, I don't know, sometime early in the quarantine. So I started, like, going back in my, like, head to just, like, all things I've listened to in my whole life and yeah. stuff. And, and it was somewhat stuff I totally forgot about. Yeah. And with good reason for a lot of it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So it
3: yeah, doesn't they're... sound like you missed out
0: on that phase.
2: You were ingrained in it, Melanie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. There were these bands, something like from Cape Cod, too. There was one called The Dedication that I was very, very about. Uh, just a bunch of dudes from somewhere in Cape Cod. And then this band, mm-hmm. There Were Wires. Uh, yeah, those were some big ones for me. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, we would go to like, the Palladium, you know that one in Worcester?
3: Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Never been, but heard, heard stories.
3: I yeah, think it's I went together. there one.
1: You did? What's that? You went to each other?
0: Yeah, it was, like, see, if you want to see, I'll, I'll give you my, uh. Th- this is actually kind of embarrassing for me, but not not, again, not really. I actually don't really get. Embarrassed, but it's just more like not something I would be interested in. You're pretty embarrassed right now. No, I'm not. (laughs) Let's Let's, let's, let's let's be be clear here. I saw saw the used and this band called uh, Follow Boy. I don't know if you were. Oh,
1: I remember. remember Yeah, I remember. Uh,
0: (laughs) But I actually wasn't going to see them, and glenn always says, now you're just making up." It uh, really—they were the opening band, and actually, they weren't as big at the time. And like a year later, they. Kind of like blew up, but uh.
3: Wow.
0: But at the time, I really liked that band they used, though. Um, and kind of you know, over the years, got getting into more stuff. Sort of started to like push aside a lot of that kind of screamo stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a moment I don't know when. I you know I want to speak for you, but for me it was like this moment of having so much anger and so much emotion, and then.
3: Oh yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it was
1: just the good a good thing to hear at the time you know you're 16 years old you want to get the fuck out, like away from yep. everybody your parents like I don't know uh all you can do all day is like masturbate or something or think about masturbating like it's just time like, <laughs> to listen to screamo music I'm glad I had that
0: yeah yeah I think feel like you're describing my like 2006 or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm also like describing my last week, so it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sorry. All
3: right. um, it's all good. Uh, but, uh, no. Wait. So, uh, did those
2: did all those bands influence <laughs> music that you would later make uh, in in that time, or was there like a, a turning point where? Especially, like, with the doo stuff. Was that stuff that you had gone into post-high school-ish? Or...
1: Uh, no, I grew up listening to Big D 103, which was Hartford's, like, oldies station. Nice. And, oh,
3: yeah.
1: Yeah, in the 90s, oldies were, you know, Motown, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, driving around with my dad, like, he would drive this big Chevy Suburban that was, like, Always reek like gas fumes and like I said, I grew up in a family with a lot of siblings. Like so, nine of us kids just like shoved in a suburban vehicle, driving around to like Big D one hundred and three. Uh, yeah, I guess that's like where I kind of started my uh, love of that kind of music.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Um... I've just been recently. Well, I like do up a lot, but um, I have a recommendation for you—a mm-hmm. uh, podcast um, called "Crashing the Party." That it's it's a really great do up podcast that I started listening to in the last few months or so, or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah it's worth checking out. Um, it's like mostly deep guts, too, but um, if you're into, if you're still listen to a lot of doo that's uh i recommend that one
1: okay cool i would really love that Hell
0: yeah. um yeah so let's see so you were in the uh, this doo-wop band and in college and you when did you was it actually i think it's i already know it was 2010 right when you started uh the Barbazons. yeah Okay, cool. And where did you, where did you meet uh, Ryan and Peaches and
1: uh, oh, the others? Well, I met Ryan major. Um, uh, I can't remember if it was at Great Scott or if it was at a house party. I think I think we were dancing to Victoria by, um, what's that band? Kinks. You know, yeah, the Kinks. Nice. Uh, great Scott. And then we went to this house afterwards, and uh, there was like a silverfish crawling all over my leg. Like, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just standing at a party talking to him and like looked down, and there's a like two inch long silverfish like running up and down my leg. And then uh, freaked out or whatever. So we went outside, and uh, we found out we had the same birthday a year apart. And so I think that kind of, to me, was like this cosmic, like, okay, like this guy's all right, you know? (laughs) (laughs) We gotta hang out, we have the same birthday. Um, Yeah, and uh, I guess, I don't remember when that was, but uh, over time, we'd like got, we'd get drunk and we'd talk about starting a band, and so um, one day he asked me, he called me up and left a message and he was like, hey, I got a gig for the Plow and Stars in like, you know, two weeks. Um, do you want to play it? And so I called them back and was like, hell yeah. I think awesome.
3: that's the story. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, and then, you know, in that time we had to choose a new band, a band to go with us. So Peaches, uh... I don't think he'd ever played drums before, but we both worked at a video game company where you play fake instruments to play the game. So he just like had learned the drums on this video game uh, and that we both worked for. And so he was the drummer. And um, then I went to the Silhouette Bar and the bassist at the time was a woman named Jenny. And she started hitting on me. I don't know what, by the end of the day, I was like, do you play any instruments? And she was like, yeah, <laughs> I play the bass. And I was like, okay, we're having a practice. Um, wow. Can you come? And she was like, hell yeah. So I met Jenny and then we had our first practice and Ryan Major didn't show up. I don't know why, uh, but we got a couple more in and it was fine, you know?
2: Prior to that first
1: show. Hey, cool. Sorry?
2: Prior to that first show at the Plow and Stars?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like we had, you know, a couple of practices. I think we had we played two covers and three original songs that Ryan had wrote.
3: Yeah. Awesome.
1: Um, and I had a microphone that was a telephone receiver.
2: Oh, that's the best. And
1: yeah. In those first few years I would only wear wigs on stage, you know. It was it was all still about that kind of like glamour slash uh gutter, you know what I mean?
4: Mhm.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. When you were um talking about the the first band that kind of reminded me um a little bit of like the early days like you, you know.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um Yeah, I just thought of something too. I was, was going to ask earlier um when you were going to shows as a teenager just to jump uh, back just real quick uh did you go to any house shows in connecticut
1: oh wow i don't know if i did actually um i don't remember going to any i just remember going to like weird venues that uh you know it was still a very DIY thing, but it wasn't like houses.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah uh, we we had um, Chris Strunk. I don't know if you know him on the podcast, and he uh, has a zine out called like uh, Long Gone Illegal Punk Venues from two thousand two thousand fifteen, uh-huh. and. Uh, know just kind of covering a bunch of houses from that era and it made me think of the thank you for your service
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah um were you going to a lot of house shows um in college when you were when you moved to boston
1: yeah definitely so i was going to art school at mass college of art and design but um i had friends from like berkeley northeastern all these different colleges and um really actually moved to Boston because I liked the music scene here. I I knew about like the house scene and I hadn't been to any of those shows yet, but once I got here, I was pretty motivated to uh, be part of that. Um, it just seemed like a close knit kind of community and I liked the kind of music that was being made around here. So yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, draw.
0: absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember uh what the hell is it called uh it was something glenn what was the name of the the like the feminist show space the house that was in the zine i was just trying to think is it the, the name club? It, or some of the other names yes it was yeah. yeah country
1: club
0: yeah yeah okay yeah did you go to that house
1: yeah yeah i, I went there a bunch
0: Oh, nice, awesome, yeah, Um, yeah. No, I we I find it with all these podcasts. House shows tend to come up a lot, and sometimes just because I, I'm asking about them. But but uh, it's just something that, that keeps mm-hmm. coming up, even in my head, just because with like everything going on. Yeah, you know who the hell knows what future of a lot of venues is. But you know, it's like you can always do one. I mean not right now, but necessarily, but you know, you can still do like underground DIY stuff.
3: Yeah.
0: And I think it's just vital. And that's also what I really liked about, it. thank you for your service, the, all the flags and everything. Oh, yeah. um, if people
2: don't know what you're talking about. I believe a quick synopsis is in order.
1: Yeah, yeah, thank you for uh, for your so. compliment. And it's, uh, yeah, the. Just so people know, it's a a series of flags I sewed by hand and embroidered, um, dedicated to show spaces around Boston that were closed as the result of a 2012 nuisance ordinance that the city of Boston passed to basically um, shut down, you know, house venues. Um, And some of them had been around for over 10 years, you know, and this is kind of a, I feel like house shows in Boston has, or rather like DIY spaces in Boston. It's such like a part of the culture there because you have so many students who would move into the city and they'd be motivated to start bands. They'd be motivated to start art spaces. But at the same time, there were no, or there are very few all ages venues, right? So what are you going to do? Um, you're yeah. probably just going to say like, hey, come to my basement and play these play these shows. And it ended up being such a, I, there was just a time in my like mid 20s where every night would be a different show. You could just live in Allston and like um every night see an amazing like lineup uh of Boston bands or bands from the area with like touring bands and you know pay very little to see it and to be entertained and to hang out with all your buddies. Um it's like a very fun, like that whole period is like a very I don't know i look back on it a lot it's like a very happy time
0: yeah th- definitely no I, I, yeah absolutely absolutely um but yeah i feel like what's it's funny that you know um we came in a little bit later we started going to house shows around like 2011. Mm-hmm. um but it's funny that just experiencing like 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 you were just what you were just describing and experiencing like these House shows, it's, it's made me, like, and I've heard a few people say this as well, that, like, it's made me, uh, uh, like, when I go to, like, bigger kind of shows, I, like, don't really, it's made me feel, like, detached from that so much, that, like, I, even, like, a really good band, I just don't feel, I don't get as much out of it, you know what I mean? Like, even, like, Seen something at like paradise or something like so not even like that that big per se but um but definitely even like an arena i just feel like you know i'll occasionally go to something if i really like it that's that big but like yeah it, you know what i mean because it, it's such a completely different world it's such a completely different way of experiencing live music yeah yeah What's still music,
1: music? sorry.
0: Oh no no! I'm sorry.
1: I'm just, I'm curious. What's like the last arena show you all have been to? Huh.
0: It's a good question.
2: <laughs> thank you for really putting us uh, on the spot. Because in fact, <laughs> in fact, the last one Chris went to was the Worcester Palladium. So thank you for asking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, was well, not. Uh, that's that's pretty. That's pretty big. But uh, like arena, uh, probably. Um, uh take monkeys at the aganis yeah there was that wow. which kind of sucked but um <laughs> no it's um boston calling i guess i don't know, that wasn't really an arena we went to you had an extra ticket glenn and i'm like all right sure and beck was playing and you know That's beck so cool. was yeah it was free i'm like well what about you yeah yeah what about you
1: what about me oh god i i, I don't remember honestly it's been a minute uh can I think, of, but I I want to think about it. But I see the timer running down, and I feel very stressed out by that. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah,
0: we can we can send another link if you want. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I honestly get every
0: time tonight. Yeah, it's all good. We got it.
3: <laughs> like,
4: I'm just hey, what's not-
0: the time? Where's the timer? I always hear people say that. Where's the timer on it?
2: It's because. because um- i think it's you're looking at this chris on your phone so it might not be visible unless you click into another screen whereas i believe mel are you looking at it from a computer-esque thing Yeah.
3: yeah yeah yeah
0: okay gotcha yeah um yeah i forget every time to be like Oh, and then I, I never see that timer or whatever. And then I just see it suddenly goes off and then and I- only, But yeah, we can always just do, we'll,
2: we'll do, if you're down, we'll definitely, um, if you have time to, to engage yeah, a that little sounds more.
3: Good.
2: All right, cool. cool. I'll edit out all this bullshit about the, uh, the timer.
1: He's <laughs> staring at me though. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think the last dragon. Okay, it was Dragon Force, maybe like a hundred years ago. <laughs> oh
3: wow! Um. Yeah.
1: Oh my God! In like Poughkeepsie, New York, this was probably. Oh wow! This is like a hundred years ago. <laughs> there probably have been things since then, but uh, that was definitely the most memorable.
2: So you never place. saw like the dead at Fenway or anything like that.
1: I never seen anyone at Fenway. Uh, I have been to the Aganis and seen, like, Slayer. Jordan oh, huh. Mm-hmm. That was also 100 years ago. And I think I went to see Fleetwood Mac once with, like, my mom and my sisters at <laughs> TD Bank North. Of course. <laughs> that was really... All of these were 100 years ago, though. Like, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's been anything really recent. I would totally go, though. I would love to go to some, like um I don't know maybe I wouldn't actually
2: well it could give you inspiration for your own yeah live performance ambitions
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) I'm not like opposed to them or anything per se or like above it I just don't get as much out of it so it's like takes kind of it has to be like I don't know something I really really like I think
1: yeah like I would see Bruce springsteen at at Fenway Park. I would do that cool.
2: <laughs> Chris was just talking about how he hates Bruce Springsteen
3: <laughs> Tell me about hate that. why yeah
2: i i i have, I, I have don't. no opinion, so I'm just gonna quickly <laughs> state that for, for everyone's record i don't
0: there's things i I I just never got into it. I will have to give more listens. I've just never really got into it. Uh, that's a lot. There's a lot of bands that I just don't. I don't know why. I, or like people that people seem to like that. I'm just like I don't know. I don't know.
1: No, he's he's uh, yeah. He's not for everybody for sure.
2: Yeah. But if he is, okay. if he is for you, yeah. then what's it like? Tell me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I just there's. uh, honestly, like a liveliness in his attitude towards the world. Like it, it's, um, it's, it's just something I feel deeply and I don't know how to describe it other than like, just wanting to like, I like, bro, you know, like just girl, get the world, like, get, like live it, live your life, which I think he, he like embodies that to me as a performer, as, like, someone who just, like, you know, wants, like, wants to get out of himself and experience, like, what, what else is out there, you know?
0: That's very interesting.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask, or uh, not necessarily just ask, I was going to say, uh, I, I love, uh, the Catholic riffraff in the Alston Amazon. Yeah. I
3: know,
0: I know you know that. <laughs> so, I gotta say ready? jump into things. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, I remember that song. That's a good, yeah, nice little song. My favorite song
0: ever.
1: Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I, um, I was uh, walking through, it was actually Cambridge, but I just saw this like woman, and uh, we were going in the same direction for a while. I couldn't believe it, she really was so tall and like, I don't know, just so beautiful and like, I don't wanna sound creepy, but kind of like thick and like, I, I was like, who is she, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, it was a really easy song to write.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was on the first uh, uh, album or EP. Yeah. So it was, yeah. So that must have been one of the first songs. Uh, yeah. I mean, so that would have been what February two thousand eleven.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think definitely like all those lyrics really remind me of that time. Like you know. Working, working at whatever job I had. Uh, I think I was working at like an art studio for adults with like developmental disabilities or something and, uh, you know, partying a lot, being hungover, um, yeah. you know, feeling rom- romantic or like I wanted to be, um, I don't, yeah, just young and like in love, I guess and uh feeling very at home in the city too
0: nice it does yeah. it has that warmth to it <laughs> yeah it's like a blanket yeah 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 i really like that yeah, um great, great song yeah for me, it's like the, the great like hangover like still drunk hungover song.
1: yeah that seems-
0: <laughs> like that feeling before like an hour later when you're like ah shit, I'm just talking, (laughs) like it wears off.
1: Yep, yeah, and you're at work, and you're like, god damn it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No one talked to me, don't look at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That, yeah, that whole album is just, um, we had a lot of fun making it, you know? And it was, it was kind of our little Fleetwood Mac album, too. It was like a, I think we were, the person who recorded that I had dated for a while and uh, we broke up when I met Peaches. And so that was like a little bit of a weird, uh, you know, thing in the recording room. (laughs) But uh, he did a really good job recording us. So no regrets. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah gonna say well when was the first time that when, we saw you yeah well wait what are you? oh yeah the first time yeah we first saw you it was you were doing um the nancy sinatra lee hazelwood cover set at the
3: oh
0: yeah day. yeah i mean we knew the the, the name and i think um Peaches had it sent us the record of uh, "If I See Him Again."
1: Oh wow, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that was at the Rosebud, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was so. Wow what What did you cool. think?
0: We we're, awesome. were blown away. Yeah, it was
2: really
1: <laughs> yeah. You can say if you didn't like it too, though.
0: <laughs> no, 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 of course really we did it. There's
2: probably a review out there because that's
0: yeah, there is. What did. <laughs> yeah that t- that whole time is is that was the happiest time of my my life yeah. actually those three years from two thousand ten to like two thousand thirteen and um yeah i mean definitely your music's a part of that for sure um
1: i mean i remember meeting you all and uh i was just so happy you know your enth both of your enthusiasm for like the local music scene is like a very is very infectious. And um I just was so happy that you like jumped in and like went for it and you're like, okay, we're gonna be like writing a web, you know, a blog and uh reviewing these shows that we've like always wanted like fans that we like love but not a lot of people have heard of, so helping them get some kind of like word of mouth traction and um, I don't know, just also like pushing the envelope with your own musical um, projects in terms of like how weird it can get, which I really, really appreciate. So um, yeah, no, I, make yeah.
2: cry.
0: Oh, damn. Oh.
2: That's, that is really- Damn, you're,
0: you're gonna um, make me cry. That's yeah. <laughs> very, <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very nice of you to say that.
4: Yeah, no, I appreciate it.
1: I I legitimate like those are legitimate feelings I have and um and no I, I mean you all were you living in the city at that time or did you move into
0: I've actually you know. never lived in the city.
1: Oh wow. Yeah, yeah no I I've, just, uh, I've
0: yeah. Just uh Glenn just uh, moved, I moved in, to, in, to Somerville.
2: Yeah, I just moved to Somerville. But I hadn't lived in the city since college, which was uh two thousand the last time I lived in the city was in 2011. So, actually, I lived in Medford for uh, a short. I was gonna say hit, you lived but, in Medford for, for a little
4: bit,
1: yeah. but oh, yeah,
2: okay. kind of the same thing as Chris. Though not a lot, of, uh, not a whole lot of city. Uh, mostly, we were coming in, especially at that time. Chris was going to college up in UMass Lowell, but we were both living in Wakefield, and yeah, we. Well, we had I, I to... lived
0: in. I lived in Lowell, too oh yeah no that's true maybe in the
2: summers or whatever but yeah oh yeah in the summers I came back home yeah yeah Yeah, so we we couldn't make every show which was disappointing but we tried to always especially see all of you whenever we could definitely I remember especially after that first show we were just like all right this is this is a band that we're going to be seeing
1: yeah we're gonna write about
2: them we're gonna this is just this is our band essentially um
1: oh that makes
2: and, me yeah it was awesome that we were eventually able to put out the cassette too yeah yeah so it all came around it was awesome yeah. um yeah
0: oh sorry go on
1: no i i was just remembering if you all met us then then you must have you met us when uh after jenny had quit the band which she quit yeah. on tour by the way like in the middle of a tour
4: oh,
3: shit.
1: uh <laughs> yeah that was the worst that was a really bad tour uh we we were with like another band and that band just disintegrated uh as we were going from city to city and then our band started to kind of fall apart too but um but when we got back we we had to play with so many different bases for so many years. And I think when you all saw us, we were playing with Joe Packard.
3: Yep. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Definitely. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Joe.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, um, yeah, we were just, we we're, I mean, we still are, we still are very, like you said, like enthusiastic. It's
4: just, mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I mean, I feel like you're that way too. So I mean, you know, it's like it, It just, uh, we were really excited, Um, especially at that time, just because it was so, like, new and fresh to us, Mm -hmm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, so, like, you know, your band was, like, obviously a big part of that, and um, I don't know, I just just try to, I still try to keep that, like, attitude, because I kind of, um, I don't know, I just feel like there's way too, I mean, yeah, it's like, sure, you know, you think I'm fucking... Pissed off most of the time too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Masturbating, listening to Lorde, that. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, but it's like I don't know. I I remember like I always remember the people like you were very like cool and welcoming, and then there's a lot there's a lot of people that were just like, hey, what's up? Or not even that, just kind of like whatever, you know? I'd be like, Yeah. yeah, I'd be like. Whoa, Fat History Month and Sarah Leah playing. Like this is amazing. Like I just came here, like took me like forty five minutes or something an hour, which is not really that far, but I just, you know, I got here. I'm so excited and people will be like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean they played last week, whatever. And I was I always
1: know. it's my so I,
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I always felt like I remembered that. I'm like, I gotta have like a different attitude um yeah being outsiders I, mean? I
2: think Good. definitely helped yeah. with the yeah. enthusiasm yeah but yeah, yeah. like like chris said people like yourself and a lot of uh the nice folks out there that were just it was so cool because we could see you it was still almost in a in some ways with the lo- local bands kind of being starstruck you know getting to like talk to the band after be like, hey, nice. Yeah, you know, and then you get to like actually know you. And it's not like yeah. this dis dit- more distant thing that you get when more nationally recognized like touring bands come through and they might just be like, oh yeah. hey. Okay. But like with this, it was like, oh, we were starting to see each other on a regular basis and at similar shows. All yeah. the good all that good memory.
1: Yeah. And I think too at the time, it was just one of those cases of like, you know, we had a really good scene, a lot of really talented people and dedicated people, like you know Jason Treffs for a while was doing a lot of the heavy lifting with booking and yeah um really invested in the local community so uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know, things I guess started to change, maybe people were moving out of the city or um venues were closing, and it gets harder over time to kind of like sustain when you know we're all getting older and we need to like pay bills and uh I think for a lot of people their practice drops off or they try and move somewhere where they can um you know hopefully make some money gigging and and recording but yeah it was a it was a really good period there for a while and I'm sure there's like a lot of really cool I know there's a lot of really great stuff going on still so I don't need to say like you know all that's gone, but I think that like the center has shifted a bit to like other genres of music, you know, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely, and we were what well, we really liked a lot about um you know your your band you know uh, with i mean all all your bands, but uh with Barbzons was the first one that we that we heard it it was um you know it was very it was a lot of fun and it was like a lot of the rock and roll like garage punk stuff that we were you know we still are very much into but at the time that was like the main thing we were we were we were into and like like hunks and his punks yeah. and stuff oh. like that shannon glance and, the and so, so forth um yeah. and so i think also just having a band like that we could see like on a regular basis playing that kind of music was like mm-hmm. you know amazing at that you know it still is but it's like at that time we we're still kind of newer to seeing local music so that yeah. you know um and going back to kind of like the the, the more like screamo crap I mean <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I to put it. <laughs> no
0: please don't yeah. uh, a, a lot of that music was like really uh you know negative and kind of angry which was kind of cool at the time but as, yeah. you know on the on flip side of that you know um you know a lot of these bands, like like hunks or like barbizons uh it was so much more positive and just like it just felt like it was so fun it didn't also it didn't mean that it wasn't like there were wasn't other aspects to it like a lot of times like like your lyrics, for example, sure. might be talking about something really serious, but the music and like especially in a live uh setting is just is is still very much like this fun exciting positive um Experience.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that's something I always try to bring to whatever project I'm in is um, a sense of humor, <laughs> you know, because uh, there was, you know, coming up with all that like really earnest 90s and early 2000s music. I think it's natural to look at that and be like, okay, this was like very serious and did it have to be because it was kind of also like really embarrassing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just, or that's maybe it's just me, maybe it's just like who I am and I always, am gonna need to have some kind of like humor or playfulness in it. Um, yeah. Cause it's silly. I mean, getting on a stage and, and performing is silly. It's, and especially like rock and roll, it's like so much attitude, so much, like there can be so much ego and um, just stuff that I ac- actually like naturally try <laughs> to like, like roll my eyes at, you know what I mean? Um,
0: yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think too, like, you know, I've always wanted to make music that people would, physically engage with, right? Because for me, like, going to shows, growing up, and to this day, it's a lot about, like, moving my body and being in my body. And, uh, you know, starting Boston Cream was kind of like, you know, when you were talking about going to shows and having people being so blasé about the fact that they were there, I was getting so sick of seeing that. I'm like, what, what can I possibly do to make anybody, like, dance in this fucking city, you know? Because Boston is like, very notoriously anti-dance at (laughs) at the scene you know what i mean so uh yeah with with boston cream i was like how like we need to just make this a part of the mission of music is that everything needs a groove that you can easily yeah you know that was that was
2: so i remember just really being blown away just the the energy just really
3: yeah
2: kind of taking the rock and roll but uh really bumping up the dance grooves to 110 percent and it was that was like yeah
3: I, yeah, was dream so fun it,
1: it's fun and it's it's also true true that like i i do write songs about like my anxiety or you know depression things like that um political things that really concern me and so um I like the approach of people like David Byrne who can kind of find a way to like write a story or maybe write about a feeling or an emotion um, that makes you kind of like laugh at the same time that you're, you're like, if you listen more closely, you're like, Oh, okay. Like I, I get the context that he's speaking of or like, I understand that this is about something a little bit like more troubling to him, you know?
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I think, um, yeah and i think that comes through a lot with like like what i was saying with busting cream and, and and you know all your projects i think that there is um you know especially Boston cream i feel like where you can get that you know you're it's it, it's fun but there still is like uh you know serious content that's that's in there
1: yeah and still holding on to like the harmonies the vocal harmonies that yeah i love about duop and i love about motown and um, you know, growing up in the Catholic Church, all the harmonies and those songs. So, um, yeah, that'll probably never change, I think.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, I was gonna say, you mentioned, yeah, the, the the people, sometimes it shows where it's like the crowd or like even like a band where it's like people who just kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, not really moving yeah. much. Uh, it's definitely a thing. That, Then I actually didn't realize how far that went back. I I think like I've heard from like people like in the '80s or something being like, you know, even back then people would be like, "Fuck Boston, aren't you moving or something?" Like a band (laughs) on tour or something. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah. and being in it, I can't just say "Fuck Boston" because I was living there. So it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. this is a challenge is to get people to want to move. You know? Yeah. Um.
0: Totally. Definitely. But I think
1: too, like going back. Thank you. I think going back to like the hardcore and the scream out stuff too, is that a lot of those bands had incredible front people who were so physical, like seeing like American nightmare. Um, I remember at the Hanover house in Connecticut and we were in this bar called, yeah, the Hanover house. It's like the sound was run by the former hell's angel with like a skullet. Um, and then it was attached to a bar that like all these like, you know, it was just like a blue collar bar that like a bunch of dudes, older dudes went to. And then on the other half was like a graffiti, like weird room that somehow they could, you know, have all ages shows in. And so seeing American Nightmare there a bunch of times, uh, I think the singer's name is Wes, just... Having him like be on top of a crowd and he's like running on the ceiling with his legs, or like, <laughs> you know, um, God, just like the sweat involved and like all the people in the pit, and it was always such a physical experience, you know. I don't, right. I can't separate them. I don't think I like to separate them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, and it's like what you're i i love what you're describing because i try to and this is what i look for a lot personally and like you know obviously we've like we put out three of your bands you know that's one thing big thing i look for it, as far as like something i was gonna whatever write about or put out is something like what is what makes the live show stand out what's what's so you know what are you doing live and 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 a lot of times i think glenn probably agree with this too when we see some bands uh playing and they're not really doing much, it's just like what's the difference between that and a video
3: yeah but
0: if you're you know you know what but what, if you're experiencing like what you were describing or someone getting into the crowd or people you know whatever it is, that's yeah. a physical thing that you know isn't going to happen from a video, just from gazing from far at a video you know i mean that yeah. that's something physically that's that's you know that's part of that show that moment even you know yeah. it's part of that moment
1: and it it is too, to me, like what I was saying about Bruce Springsteen, I, this is how it all connects for me is just that kind of gut feeling of like, uh, I don't know, wanting to like, I don't know, <laughs> it's it just like, seize something and like be part of something, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think like, even what we were talking about earlier, um, well, I mean, Bruce Springsteen, right? Didn't he play for like? Doesn't he play for a really long time, like five or six hours?
1: Oh yeah, he is a machine. <laughs> like <Yeah>. he, <laughs> I think he like to prepare for tour, he does like two hours of workouts a day, um, and then he plays for, you know, at least two hours. Um, and it's super physical. And he's like, he's getting old now, so. He just has a lot of upkeep, like it, it takes a lot more for him to kind of be able to do that. But I think it's so much a part of who he is as a performer that what is gonna, what like what would his show be without his kind of like physical antics? I guess we'll see maybe one day, but yeah, mm. it, it changed yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, if there are like every shows again. <laughs>
4: yeah, I uh, no. Well,
0: yeah. that's what we always ask. Yeah, we we <laughs> always ask everyone, when do you think shows will return, like, you know, to people going out to, like, a venue? Like, not um, just an like, outdoor thing or something.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, man. It's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, w- I would like to be optimistic and say... Uh, a year and a half. <laughs> Does that yeah. sound I, I mean,
0: <laughs> It's hard to say, but I hope, I hope even sooner if it's safe to do so. But yeah, yeah I mean, that you might be accurate. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, that's at least, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's just, like I love just asking the question. Yeah. because it starts the conversation, but not necessarily like actually like expecting like an answer to be like, well, I think it's gonna be like no. November twelfth.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I know. It's I think it'd be really fun to play it like prices right, where like you can guess it and whoever gets closest without going over wins mm-hmm. a prize.
0: Yeah, exactly that's true. And <laughs> it's like if you Very get cool. it, the prize will be your old replacements, Tim cassette.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, what do other people say?
0: Um, you know, uh, we've had it's like a number of things. Sometimes, uh, well, yeah,
2: it's it it has definitely as we've as time has progressed because we started doing these when uh, in May, I think. So. At that time, maybe there was a little bit more optimism for this fall, even, but that definitely is out the window. Uh, yeah, someone for is sure. But and, yeah,
3: it's definitely happened. the
2: yeah. the winter was in May. or like early twenty twenty one. That also seems rather not likely. So, but the summer next summer, I I don't know if it would be wildly unreasonable, but We just gotta see.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. That seems like a a fair amount of time for us to get our shit together. You'd hope.
2: I I heard that um, Montreal, um, I don't know if this is 100% sure, but I did ask our friend Hugo who lives in Montreal. He said that uh, pretty much most bars are open now, which to me is pretty scary
1: that's wild Do they have yeah. it under control more there
2: they have it more under control but it's not like i don't think the cases are you know so so low there's still stuff but i don't know it's, yeah. yeah pretty scary I mean, you know,
0: even around here the a lot of bars are i mean if they can serve food then they can be open there's places around here where people are indoors mm-hmm. i mean so like and it's not i don't think that's good i don't think that you know um you know whatever but uh it's like i don't know yeah i mean that would be much worse if they have just like regular bars oh like yeah you, know, like you can that, sit on that, a bar school yeah yeah it's not good people shouldn't at this time be like indoors next to each other to you know in the in like bar i just feel like that's recipe for oh disaster. it is
1: for sure but yeah. I, I honestly bet there are lots of places in America where you can go see a show inside, you know? So I guess it all depends on where you are when you're yeah. answering the question, right? Oh, true. Like
2: right at this moment, there might be a, yeah. a, a band playing. Actually, I I do think I read that. And yeah, in some other states, there there were bands that were playing in, indoors and stuff. But yeah. I guess not. And who week. knows? I mean, yeah. No, you go on.
1: uh. I'm sorry. I, I'm just curious if like maybe some house shows would, you know, pick up earlier. I don't think it, I think most people who would run, oh, I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I hope that people would do the ethical thing and not have house shows at this time. Uh, but you never know, you know? Like
0: yeah. I, oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> no, I just am around a lot of college students right yeah. now. And um. You know they're going to parties. They're going inside and like drinking and not wearing masks. So, you know, is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's
4: yeah, not
1: yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's been um, like uh, a few noise shows that have been outside. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's all right. You know, in like a park, mm-hmm. people are distant. You know, like from what I gather, like that would be there's not a lot of people they're like really pretty like I haven't been to anything but they're pretty like underground um you know like even more so like there's no like you know I think they just it's just meant to be so it's like not not many people go
1: yeah but that's like always how outdoor shows are you like you play them you're like why am I here There's (laughs) people
0: (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um
1: yeah they're always awkward in in a lot of ways so i can imagine a, a noise show outside would be like almost blasphemous you know like <laughs> yeah. isn't the whole thing about noise shows that they should be very dark and like you know anonymous or something
0: yeah what's funny is that like that's the thing about i've never really totally understood noise stuff but i started to get into it the last few years and like even like we throw a festival you know, dedicated to just being, like, different from most other crap that we do and and see, and it's a noise fest, and we've always, it's kind of funny. I always feel like that's, like, our take on it, because, you know, we just have, like, pizza and beers, and and then it's, but, like, it's still, like, the, like, a lot of noise bands will play and just other weirder stuff, but it's, like, someone described it once to me, and I guess it was the first show he ever went to, or first, like, house show, he was, like, it was really weird, but, like, oddly, like, welcoming and positive. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. like, you know know, I mean? And I, I don't know. I'm just, like, yeah, I, that's kind of how I, I was, like, all right. Like, I feel like, you know, it's, like, it's cool to, I think it's cool to, like, do, like, I think you, I mean, you do this a lot as well, where you just put your own, like, mix or spin on something,
3: mm-hmm. you know? Yeah
0: yeah and like, yeah and I'm just like well I know this music is you know it's different from like rock and roll and other stuff like that that's maybe more like you know people can like it's more like positive or whatever or whatever it is or like t- typically fun but I'm like I don't know I just feel like you know what why it doesn't have to be all like grim and everything yeah or, but then I mean but I, I'm not a purist so any noise purist should probably be tell me to go fuck
1: off or something but I don't don't care. I actually have a question for y'all. Since you think think about you know the return of shows a lot on the show Mm -hmm. say you're planning a kids like you and me festival for like the end of the pandemic and it's like the first time that you know people are going to be inside at Lillipad or something or wherever yeah. you like to book shows now. Um sure. what would be your like lineup? You can have any band from like anywhere.
0: Okay, but they have to be a current band?
1: Um no, they it can be through space and time.
0: Okay, wow, that's a really good question. Um
1: I mean you know, if it cool. helps it could just be from now, but it's whatever you want.
0: <laughs> well, let me think about this one a little bit. Glenn, you can go first, and then I'm gonna ask you the same question or whatever. I want you. I want to hear your answer too. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, right now I have a few in mind. If if I I would do a three piece bill at not wait that's not even the word is that a word three piece bill uh, a three band lineup few words. <laughs> Uh, where it would be um, bands that I never saw before? So these three bands. So the first two are from Memphis.
0: And I knew it. I love this.
2: I know this. Of course. So
3: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> the barbers. They're gonna be on my thing. The yeah. barbers straight up, and uh, that's one. That's one of the bands. And the other band is called Girls of the Gravitron. And my third band is a band up in Montreal that I've never seen, but I've loved for a few years now called The Submissives, and-
1: Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, you know about them? Yeah. Yep, so that's, that would be my three.
0: Okay, I mean, it's, yeah, if we're only doing three bands, that, uh, man, that's tough. Uh, uh, let's see I'd probably go with um, yeah I mean I'd say just since it's only three even though I prefer Girls of the Gravitron over the Barbers I would include the Barbers just because if you want to talk like wild crazy live shows you should check out the Barbers mm. uh, they're no longer a band but they were just uh, and for like gather too, like talking to people in Memphis they're just their shows were just like it was just debauchery you know but but the music is very you might uh really like the the have there's a lot of influence of oldies yeah. especially like 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 Phil Spector kind of Beach Boys sort of like um but but very noisy too like uh not noise but like it's 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 like a racket kind of um so Barbara's um and then go with the Ramones and, and um huh. Uh shit. This is very difficult. yeah Um uh, probably uh damn, I don't know. Um I guess uh beat happening, maybe.
4: Cool.
0: Yeah. Probably not. Yeah, what about you?
1: I honestly, okay. I can't even approach a question like this because I I don't know how to like, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's hard, right? Thank you for asking. It's hard. I know, but you guys are so much more like quick with your musical references and you have like real things like, you know, I just figured you have those are really good answers. Mine would be a little bit of like a nostalgia trip, and I think maybe my show would be like kind of the night before your fest or like <laughs> opening up for your fest. Yeah, I would have um, Bob Bittner from WJIB seven forty a.m. do a DJ set and.
4: Uh, oh. Cool. <laughs> just <The> memories.
1: Like, <laughs> Yeah, the memory station. I just have him do a DJ set for like five <laughs> hours, and we could all kind of like hang out.
2: Oh, that'd be so fun.
1: That would be fun, right?
0: That'd be a great
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. Damn. Um, I also would. I probably. I'd, I'm probably going to change my thing around. I'd probably also do the. I'd probably put in bad brains actually, like oh. especially like like early '80s era, like bad brains in there that'd
1: be amazing i think
0: i would be happening but uh i don't know yeah it's 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 such a it's it's hard uh but uh you know some other ones that probably like the mummies were we saw them actually in september but they they're amazing live band yeah i just feel like i would love to there's certain bands i would love to see like in a basement that are, are like bigger band. Like I would look, I, I have a fantasy of like, it would be amazing to see like Nirvana in a basement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of trash. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Ouch. <laughs> it's OK. It's OK.
2: <laughs> Mel, can you please real. tell the world why trash is tragic?
1: Yeah. I um.
2: It. I mean, yeah, I love, I love again, your your perspective. Not I don't love it. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I understand what you mean. Good
0: clarification.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, garbage is so related to a lot of uh, a lot of really deep seated problems in our culture, um, and it basically is a way of uh, Squandering resources for the sake of profit and putting the most vulnerable populations into like greater harm in terms of their health and their safety. Um, Plastic specifically like is made from fossil fuels. So as we start to see countries try to rein in like greenhouse gases because we're all gonna die soon. (laughs) um, The fossil fuel industry is trying to like diversify their plastics um portfolios so that we will buy more of it and that it will be continue to be single use and i'm sure they're going to use the pandemic as kind of a way to um try and uh advocate for their relevance when we really need to be like veering away from from them but basically like a lot of garbage is produced by manufacturers because when people are selling you bottled water they're actually selling you the plastic bottle and stealing the water that's in it (laughs) so i i can go on but um garbage uh sucks it's wasteful and it's like it's like a very recent phenomenon Mm -hmm. not recent you know people have made garbage but it hasn't been like the way we make garbage that never decomposes
2: yep and yeah no it's, it's great I, I loved reading and i'm sure they're still available online just your your different writing series about uh different methods that people can take to ideally become trash free but uh, at least start out um towards that direction
1: yeah yeah no it's a hard thing to do and it, it's even harder now in the pandemic Um, but I think it's important. I think it's, yeah, I like, I make, it's a funny thing to talk about and a funny thing to obsess over because, um, you know, who wants to think about fucking garbage? No one, but I don't see how it's just, once you start noticing it and once you start thinking about it, its origins and where it ends up, it's like, you can't stop thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So I guess in terms of like changing behaviors, I'm really interested in helping people understand that like some of these things are optional and not necessarily inevitable. And um, that if you can empower yourself to think about um, your life and the environment and your health in a different way, then like together we can make some big changes.
0: So Melanie with the trash is tragic that, um, those columns you can people can find them on
1: uh it's the boston compass they have like an issue website so they'll oh, okay. boston Compass. yeah 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 uh thank you for like asking me all these questions and knowing about all this stuff that i've done it's really flattering and oh yeah okay.
0: of course yeah is there anything
2: that you're working on now that you'd want to plug or 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 anything really
1: no not really i'm finishing up i'm in the second year of a grad program for um fiber art and actually working on acting so um nothing in the short term really in terms of music but i'll continue the trash is tragic column you know for the foreseeable future and yeah if anything comes out i'll let you know
0: yeah totally um i remember seeing you in like a short movie years ago at um at a show and uh i forget the name of it but it was like the nautical or like the something with the um mermaids and stuff
1: yeah nautical nymphs
0: yeah yeah that was it yeah um that's awesome so yeah tell us a little more about the acting
1: yeah
0: sure Uh,
1: i mean i just kind of want to, I've been making some videos in my program, but also I've, I've always done acting here and there and always been really interested in it. And I think, you know, since um, performance is a big part of my practice, I, I want to figure out a way to do it that is just different than like something outside of music because, um, you know, I have tinnitus now and I like, you know. Oh shit. Yeah, I want to start exploring other ways of performance without like really loud music.
0: <laughs> yeah, I um I also have been getting like for the last year or so now it, I've been getting like a lot of ringing in my ears, um, and it doesn't really like go away. But it's like it kind of like the, the amount of it um kind of varies. Is what what have you done till like for like treatment or anything?
1: I got a pair of musicians' earplugs so they are molded to my ears, and oh wow, uh, yeah, yeah. There's like a that place in good. Boston you can go get them. Definitely use them because, um, you know, your hearing doesn't. Your hearing um, there's like little fi- fibers, like little hairs on the top of your eardrum that help you hear, and those don't regenerate. So when you lose your hearing, it you never get it back, basically.
0: Yeah. No it's it's, it's kind of scary yeah. it just because i'm like i i mean i do wear airplugs at shows but it's actually i've noticed a lot of like headphones yep are like the worst like which i'm wearing right now of
4: course
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> but um i try yeah. to reduce that but yeah
1: yeah yeah i guess if you could ever afford like some um noise canceling headphones i've heard that those are good i don't have a pair i just like avoid headphones now mm-hmm. um yeah. Another thing is that if you're on the computer a lot and you have a lot of, like, neck strain, that can also contribute to the tinnitus. Um, oh. oh, wow. And I know, too, if, like, I ever drink a lot now, it'll make it worse, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, read, <laughs> yeah I, know, I read that. I was like... <laughs> like you watch Simpsons and, like... the. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's how you actually fix oh it. God, the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, man. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> it sucks. It's it's okay. It sucks. I've been
0: trying to li- I try to listen to music lower, which works, but then other times it's like fuck, oh, come on
1: i know well that's the other oh. thing is like the kind of music you you listen to is kind of good when it's loud right yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah i was having like i've had like discussions with people on that and like some people just don't get it especially like they're like oh well let I me mean, just listen to it lower and i'm like it's not the same thing
3: yeah you're <laughs> you know, right
0: like i'm listening to kick out the jams from the mc5 it's mm-hmm. like you know You're not yeah like let me just put it down. Well, we're talking about revolution and everything. We just listen to it at a you know at a modest like level. It's like
1: yeah, you're right. You can't (laughs) it can't be like NPR where everyone's very like calm and chill. Yeah, you want to blast it. I get that.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. um,
1: I mean, I hope that people like uh, venues start to kind of take hearing health a little more seriously because I do think it's uh i wish that when i was younger someone had been strict like told me like hey you got to be wearing earplugs because this can be a permanent condition someday where you have ringing your ears you know yeah
2: yeah i feel bad i try to try to tell people at shows uh that we have earplugs for them i want to keep i want to try to make that like more of a thing because i know with with the own my own music it it can be really loud. And I, I just hope people are, I wouldn't want someone to listen to it, not, and be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Same. I think, you know, with busting cream, we definitely work a lot on keeping our volume down yeah. and it's actually been kind of like, you know, it basically was me like reminding people over and over again, like not that. The band is very uh, responsive and they take my um, concerns seriously. So not to paint them as people who like don't care, but you know, there are a bunch of guys who are used to playing really loud music. So um, I think there is like a fear that if you turn down, it won't be as effective. But I guess it, for me, going forward, if I'm making music, it has to be, you know, at a certain volume, it can't, it can't be like the Barbazons, unfortunately, anymore, because mm-hmm. it just, I have, I have to be able to hear when I'm, like, 50, you know?
4: Yep, Not totally.
0: yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah, no, it's, it's, It's. yeah, it's weird, it's, like, I, I mean, it's, it's, I haven't been, like, diagnosed or anything, I just, I haven't gotten checked out at all, I just, I, I just have the ringing, though, but, um, you know, and again, it's kind of, like, at different levels at times, but, but it's one of those things where, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, pretty young. So it's like, if this is what my hearing's like now, then what it's going to be like, you know, I don't do anything about it, you know? Yeah,
3: definitely. Um, and I don't,
0: I, I don't know if it's like a genetic thing or whatever it is or or something, because there are people who are older that, you know, I don't know, that are go out to shows and stuff like that. So I don't, yeah. I don't know. Don't take chances, Maybe people. They will. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I because I, mean, I have worn earplugs for a while. I, I didn't think I was. I, mean, I was maybe like twenty four or twenty five when I started wearing earplugs. So. Yeah, but I don't know. So I guess there was a while when I didn't.
1: Yeah. Same.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's I noticed cool. the headphones. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I say the headphones though. it's Just like I noticed that for me is like a big, big difference. Like it's worse. like it's worse from like like that does it the worst for me.
1: Are they going in your eardrum? Yeah. Oh yeah. Get those things out of there.
0: <laughs> What's that?
1: Don't <laughs> put them, them in there. there too much,
3: right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, well I, I only use the I use the headphones for this uh for these podcasts and then I have to sometimes at work but other than that I don't like listen to music through headphones anymore. Yeah. Hey, Mel. <laughs> had a cut of yeah. Any advice for
2: aspiring actors?
1: Oh, my God. Are you thinking of acting?
2: Yeah. Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, I would, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, what I am told a lot is, and kind of what I've done is like make, make a video, make things of your own. But um, I think it helps too to like, you know, right now there's a lot of classes that you can just take over Zoom with um, mm-hmm. different studios. I don't know. It's, it's basically, it's, if you approach it like you approach music, there's going to be different it's like what, how you wanna get into it, right? So if you wanna yeah. like make movies with your friends in this kind of more like weird, like DIY thing, I feel like that's something you could, you know, make a couple friends and like just do it, go for it. If you want like acting, uh, like training, you know, there's mm-hmm. a bunch of classes you can take online and there's some really good books too um, that I've been reading, which I could recommend to you. Oh,
2: awesome. No, oh, it's, 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 it's pretty fascinating. What,
1: what is your, what do you want to do? Well, I kind of, uh,
2: I don't know. Cause I feel like for me, it'd be very, it would be very outside my comfort zone because yeah. it's, it's, uh, I'm, I take things very um, often, very literally. And don't I don't have that much of an imagination, so I feel like it would be a really cool exercise to um, to just do that yeah. instead of just like being you know just instead of just being yourself.
1: You know, I see the the like very performative element of all the work you've done, right? And I'm, I'm curious to hear you say that you don't think you're very creative or imaginative. Is that what you said? Yeah,
2: I, it's hard. I don't know if Chris, I know it's you. Yeah,
0: we I know what a, you we mean. We need a, a, we need we a mediator, need a mediator in this. Yeah, I don't think it's lack of creativity. I think you're very creative and um I think what it is, is there is, um, uh, well, so, n- no, you know, like, outsider music and, like, outsider art yeah. and such, as it's been called at times. Um, uh, Like, I think, I always thought of Glenn's music as just a classic example of that. And there's, like, it's very similar to, like, the Shags in that there's, a lot of times, the songs are very, like... Uh, not all the actually I can think of others on the Shags album, but a lot of it's like it's this is what I'm doing doing this doing this it's very like detailed of what an action that's going on, but a lot of times there's there's an element of conflict that's re- removed, and it's not because but it's not like a bullshit thing it's just that's how that, that kind of automated like writing is like Daniel Johnson does has that in a lot of his songs I mean not all of them but where it's kind of just like running water or something. It's something like you felt compelled to write about something, even if it's just like a simple observation. And a lot yes. of people don't seem to write that way. A lot of times people tend to have some sort of like conflict or something in most like art forms. Uh, that's at least my take on it. So I think though, but I think you're being harsh on yourself to say that it's not creative because I think it's actually the opposite. I think that you've, uh, you know, just, I think it's harder to put I don't think it's creative in the traditional sense because you're doing what you want to do. And a lot of times people, when they are talking about art, I feel like for better or for worse, they're going to tell you to do like, I don't know, a certain do it this way or this, or it's going to have to have this purpose. And I think you just kind of, you just go for it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think that is like the best talent to have or among the best talents to have, because from everything I know, acting is all about really honestly just being yourself. And what Mm -hmm. you feel in the moment is actually, you know, whether you're playing a character who's done something that you would never do, like say murder someone with their bare hands, you know what I mean? I have to find as an actor, a way to relate to that person. And so it's like, not that I would've had to kill someone with my bare hands in the past, but that I can find in me um, a version of myself that would do that. That yeah. would do something so bad and that would be able to justify it because of my rage, you know? So it can be like taking any experience that I've had and manipulating it into that. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yes, no, yeah, you, that's, I like how you put that. Um exactly I think maybe yeah relating more to others experiences and channeling that in your in yourself yeah ultimately so yeah that yeah thank you I think that's what I was looking to say but I couldn't quite get there
1: yeah and I I think you're like a super brave performer so that's that is really going for you and um, I know I've like brought up like Andy Kaufman to you. I don't know if you're familiar with his work. Um, I know I, I you know,
4: I, I gotta, I gotta,
2: I, I gotta dive into Andy Kaufman. I think you, I think you definitely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of like outsider artists who've made performance work. And I think like comedy specifically, I don't know if you're interested in that, but um yeah i could see you Mm. thriving in like kind of a comedic role or like making (laughs) comedic work you know
2: oh thank you yeah no that uh yes we actually just learned um recently well not learned but we learned more about sort of the diy comedy stuff that yeah uh, did you ever check that out around boston like open mics and and all that kind of, any of that kind of thing?
1: Um, Yeah, I do remember going to some and playing actually with the electric street queens at one, but I can't remember the name of it, I'm really sorry. I do know in Philadelphia, there's something called Good Good Comedy, Mm -hmm. um, and that's like a DIY comedy scene. Um, You know, they might have stuff online now. yeah, yeah, you know, Co- Coco Roy would be the person to ask about that. She's really, she was tapped into that scene for a little while. Oh, yeah. wow. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say, um, you know, there's a lot of humor, like you've mentioned before in, in a lot of your music, um, Melanie, especially in like, with like electric street queens. Where, um, have you done any uh, like comedy, performed any comedy?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I made some videos and definitely like Nautical Nymphs was a comedy. Sure, Um, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, most recently I've been kind of like making short videos. Um, I don't know how to describe them to you. Basically, uh, there's one where I'm like in a bathtub and, and, um, I have an egg and I like you know smash the egg on my face but the egg is like the earth <laughs> it's like the earth superimposed over it I don't know whatever oh, wow. I'll send it to you but um okay, cool yeah just like short weird videos um yeah but never like a stand-up no I nice. don't like speaking in front of people
0: yeah it, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of terrifying isn't it
1: it <laughs> is
0: but it's like, it's one of the weird things where it's like, it, it shouldn't be, but it, it is. I mean, not that it shouldn't be, it's just that there's like scarier things that I think we all do that, but like but talking in front of people is, is just like so hard for, for, for most of us. Yeah. Um, even music, I feel like that can be scary, but the music, the, the sound and like we were going back to what we were saying with volume, I feel like protects you in a way. Yes which is like alone it's like up st- up on a stage with like a microphone just you know uh, just you know
1: I do know uh, and yeah. that's the thing that yeah. like, <laughs> so different from acting is that you're not able to hide really behind anything right um but honestly it's It's like anything else, I think you work at it and you kind of find your way into it and your own take on it and um, there'll be something for you. You know what I mean? Like whether you make it or whether someone else makes it, there will be something for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Yeah, no, I like, well, if we ever make like a, a movie, or if I, if we ever make a movie, we could, you all can star in our, mo- in our movie. I
1: mean, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know Chris, if I ever
0: want to. You could,
2: you could write it and we'll star in That's, it.
0: That's, yeah, you write it out of a small, of a cameo or something. So I'm not, yeah, I'm not really, I, I'm not, I'm not interested in acting, but I, I'm glad that, that you guys are, so, uh, <laughs> like, I like, I love watching people before, uh, before I was, like, actors, but I, of like on a personal level, I don't really have too much of an interest. In yeah. It. Um, but no. And uh although I, I feel like comedy is, it, it's like that. I feel, I kind of want to do. It's weird. I actually. So Glenn's Glenn got married and. um
1: Yeah. Congratulations! I, got, I was gonna ask. Thank you,
0: Mel. Yeah. Right it's before wild.
1: COVID. Yeah,
0: yeah, I did the best man speech, and I'm like. That was pretty nerve wracking, but it was also fun.
1: What did you talk about?
0: Uh, we talked about what's that going? No, it was it was a hit.
2: People, people still talk about it to this. Oh day
0: yeah. No. It, I, yeah. I was so surprised. I was like so many people kept like, like, oh, that was awesome. That was whatever. Um, I'm like, oh thanks. Yeah. It's so funny because I was like visibly nervous too, but what I always do whenever I'm in those situations, I always acknowledge it. I don't know if you're supposed to do that or not, but I always like to do that. Yeah. I actually I don't know. I'm kind of <laughs> oddly confrontational at times things. I always kind of I like the like Bill Hicks attitude of like it's never your fault, it's always the audience's fault. They don't get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good attitude to have, actually. Wow. Yeah. Uh yeah. <laughs> did you tell yeah. that I mean, story, or did you like? You
0: oh know? yeah, um yeah. Well, I guess no. I don't think I did that. um Let's see. I, I. No, I talked a little bit about like kids like you and me, and and um I don't know, like we liked so much the like, punchline music and stuff. What's that? the The
2: punchline.
0: Oh yeah, so like. I actually was like I thought this was gonna be like really like cheesy in a way. Um and I'll admit I I actually like my friend gave uh you know, I kind of like changed it around a little bit, but the the gist of it my friend kind of made up and I was like, Oh shit, can I take that? He's like, Yeah, sure. Um or he actually probably took it from someone else. <laughs> but uh anyway, I was like, oh, what did I say? I was like, So um you know I, I kind of, I don't know, I made it all like sound like really, really serious at first of being like, you know, when two people find each other and blah, 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 and everyone's like, oh, like, you know, like everyone's, you know, uh, I don't know, getting all emotional. And then I was like, I know Glenn found that special, I know Glenn found that special person when we (laughs) met in the fifth grade.
1: (laughs) It's true. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, Yeah. It's really true. You have a beautiful friendship. <laughs> it yeah. Is,
3: it
2: is something. Um, it is.
1: It is. It keeps
3: it is. us going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. oh, you figure most... Should, it's so funny. That, what's that? Say most. most
2: Uh, you see a lot of partnerships they can they they kind of fizzle out pretty quickly
1: yeah Now you have found something very special and like the fact that you all can collaborate so much and still get along is very very amazing i think it's unusual you know
0: yeah Yeah. i don't know yeah i don't know what this the secret is i i I don't know i always kind of felt like. yeah, you know, we we've I to relate on a, on levels that almost no one else would uh-huh. of like things of like no one else would ever like look at something this or whatever. I feel like we kind of just do sometimes we just do the like like the wrong thing of like the, I don't mean like morally wrong, but like the wrong like the wrong way of going about something. And but like you know, since it's our own thing. Because like you and me, no one's there to tell us that, you can tell us that we're just, we're, we're doing it like the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like, like as if you were like assigned something or whatever, or I, I you know, I mean, I couldn't like, that's why I, I really like that. It's just fun to me doing it. Like, I can't really imagine having other people, you know.
2: And since it's, it, a like hobby. To, like, with it's a
0: hobby,
2: it's a hobby that there's never, I think I feel like a lot of times people A lot of sources of conflict can be like financial or you know popularity kind of you know things like that but doing something on this scale and just having just doing it for fun is really yeah a, a key that um i think a lot of people maybe don't get to experience because they might be a little bit overly ambitious in some cases or not necessarily in it purely for the love of such an obscure thing
1: yeah i get that yeah yeah
0: it's yeah i don't know it's it's, it's weird um <laughs> i don't know never really like set out do it any of this stuff necessarily um but here we, we are just, talking to mel yeah, yeah. i mean we that's even this podcast like i was saying to glenn the other day i don't know how Actually, I'm curious, Melanie, what you think about this thought. It's, like, what I love about doing these podcasts is, well, I love talking to people. And um, that's actually what I remember, like, the most from shows. Like, I honestly, like, I have, like, flashes in my brain. Like, some live stuff. uh, Some shows I remember more than others, certain performances. But, like, I don't remember, like, the details of a lot of shows. But I remember, like, all these conversations I've had with people and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I just kind of feel like it's just natural to do this. Yeah. You know, I mean, and not like this. Um, I mean, when when it's safe to do so, I, we'll go. We'll we'll do shows, but but um, and we'll continue doing this too, though, just because it's it's been a lot of fun, and and we I love like like you telling your story and stuff like that more. You know, more or less yep. saying like kind of like your background, and your it's just, I love hearing people's mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what I mean it's all it's it's so yeah, cool yeah
1: and I think too you all bring a very come as you are attitude so it makes it very comfortable to do that um, ah thank you yeah, yeah I think it's very special like it's just very great I, I just really appreciate you all a lot <laughs> um aw. right back
0: at you yeah <laughs> yeah likewise
3: yeah um, I,
0: I kind of like, uh, I guess that comes from me just being like, I've been told that before, like, oh, you're really nice or whatever. Blah. I just, I don't like, like, I always hated like teachers that were like mean yeah. and stuff and like managers that are mean or like yelling or, or anything like that. And, um, I don't know. I just like, I always hated that. And I didn't feel like, I, I felt like that was more often than not just used as like, like that's just bullshit people use as like a justification for whatever something is I don't know yeah and like I think you know I don't know just like to intimidate people I always hated that like at work or something someone would be like not not in my current work but like 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 in like old jobs I remember you know would be bosses or same thing at school where people you'd like try to intimidate people into doing something like that negative reinforcement I I don't know I just like I always hated that kind of shit so mm. Um, I think like my old thing is like I wanted to be just positive and not I don't want to make anyone feel bad or anything yeah um, but you know also still like stay like honest and true and everything you know
1: yeah definitely um, yeah I think that's like definitely reflected in the the music you all seek out and the music that you choose to put out um, you know where it can be i it's just that you have a ear for the stuff that like doesn 't quite fit in, which I very much appreciate um, because it it means it 's more interesting I think and it's you know in music specifically like you can get a lot of bands that you know they they want to play music and maybe they feel a little afraid to just go for it, and so they kind of can like try and sound like another band or um, yeah, you know, I always feel mm-hmm. like you guys see the people who are doing weird stuff and like that excites you and it's like an honest excitement and never something that's like in order to get ahead or like some kind of special like social capital or whatever. Um, yeah, and so it wow. ends up all just being very like mm-hmm. um, fun and uh weird and like, um inviting I guess.
0: uh oh, it's damn it. That's awesome. Oh <laughs> I love that description. Yeah. You'll, be, you'll be featured in the
1: advertisements. <laughs> yeah. No, I, well, I'm sorry gonna. I'm like I, am I being weird? I, I I'm like, like being a fan you,
0: fi- <laughs> you fit in here. You fit in. Yeah, you perfect. fit right in. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. I mean I think no, yeah, not pay you to say that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, ever need like a an, a reference like for a job? Right. <laughs> Just put me in your references list. I'm
3: doing um, resumes. No, like... I think it's important.
1: Is, like I go to school now for art, and it's a very different kind of atmosphere where there is a lot of elitism, and like it's it can be yeah. easy to for, forget why any of us do this and like what the fucking point is, right? Um, at the end of the day, we're just all like creatures on fucking earth living our lives. And, um, yeah, I, I like really hate getting bogged down and kind of like the, it's one thing to have ambitions, but it's like another thing to kind of forget like who you are or like what, what, what you want to do, like not what you want to do, but like where your soul is at or where your center is at, you know? Mm. And I think if it's all about kind of more superficial things or if it's all about like building capital or whatever, it can get, you can just get lost really quick.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's, again, yeah. I mean, like, I I think, I think the, the, you know, like you're saying, like, I definitely resonate with that. And I kind of always had it like a, I always sort of hated or not even really hated, just don't care for like elitist stuff personally me or, or whatever or I, I just don't even care that's the thing <laughs> like I don't you know what I mean I don't uh, you know that that kind of um in that regard I've always sort of been like oh whatever so what I, I don't get the cool I never got that part of like this the world that we you know we're all in Um and I think like you said I think what you're reacting to at least with us is you know that our attitude is always you know the opposite of that because we just don't like You know, I don't know. I never gotten that. Like elitism to me, sort of, or any sort of the cultural, or social, or whatever capital, uh, to me, just kind of felt like people wanted to be like the cool kids or whatever. You know, I mean, and I've never. I don't like the the cool kids club. I don't like that stuff at all. Um, It's a lot. Match it to pieces.
1: Yeah. No, and it's a lot more about it becomes the way you all do it, and like what I try and do with my practice is just keep a community of people in mind, right? So,
4: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you are responsible to that community and kind of for that community and also part of that community and they're responsible to you. And it just, I think it becomes like a, a better way of thinking about art making and like, uh, you know, being part of things and yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah yeah that, and that shines
2: through on, on all of your projects just the yeah you can tell that you're just you're doing stuff that you care about and you know that's that's really inspirational as as an artist, just everything that you've done really it means something to you um
4: yeah.
1: and
2: then also means stuff to other people that get to absorb
1: it. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. um, I do, speaking of things, uh, I have an art show up in Boston now, but it will never mm. be seen by the public. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I put it up in early March and then the sc- at a school, Simmons, and uh, the school closed. And oh shit. Now there's like a hidden art show, so uh, I don't know. If I can oh, get you all closed? in there one day. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
1: It's just like an art exhibit in a room that no one's ever gonna see. <laughs> but um yeah. I don't know. I think it's if if we can get there maybe one day, that'd be you know, maybe they when we when I go to take it down or something. Well we can have shows there
2: once they're safe.
1: Sorry? Could have shows
2: there. Yeah. What
1: kind of show?
2: You could perform in your. Oh. (laughs) Maybe. That might be.
1: Maybe. We'll we'll see. Yeah, I know I brought that up. I guess I just thought it would be like the secret kind of DIY thing we could do together. I like
0: it. (laughs) Yeah, like the underground art show.
1: Yeah. Except it's in a major educational institution.
0: Um, Those those are some of the best shows.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Crazy stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was gonna say, you played, um, Boston, Boston Cream played March 6th at Chum's Coffee House, right?
1: Oh my God! Yeah, we did. Is
0: that the last show before the shit hit the fan?
1: No, we actually uh, did a mini tour with Hallelujah the Hills, and we uh, played. <laughs> we played in March in Philadelphia on like the 13th. Oh wow! Say, and f- we played in Baltimore two days later, and then everything went down.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, Dan, yeah, that yeah. was that was kind of close at the very end.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much the end of it. Um we were all kind of like, I don't know, should we play these shows or not? Like we might really regret this. Um but yeah, we, we went for it, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's three minutes left. I just wanna say. Oh, okay. Yes.
2: So we could we could wrap up with any final Thoughts and words of wisdom that you may uh, bestow
0: upon this Mel.
1: Oh me, okay. Um, oh yeah,
0: definitely not us. Yeah, we we don't have any wisdom to dispense, so yeah. <laughs> it's all on you.
1: I think my wisdom for now is like get some house plants and learn a couple good stretches.
0: Oh yeah, I need to stretch and, it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Like stretching is so important um, and like water, you know, like they say half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. So I take that to heart. I think all these things will help us stay healthy and, um, you know, happy for the coming months. Cause who knows what's going to happen? You know? Yeah.
3: Absolutely. And, oh, thank
1: you.
2: Those are all essentials.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Mhm. All right, well, no, this has been truly it's really been amazing.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you both and uh I hope that I like answered things well and not too rambly.
0: Yeah, no, this was awesome. Yeah, no, you gave us a lot of great uh, responses, and, and again, the conversation was uh, it like amazing. Niagara. It was great catching up. What's that, Glenn? It flowed like Niagara. Uh, I thought you said Viagra, and I was like, what? <laughs> You're just ruining this like special <laughs> moment when we're all like, thank you for being on the show. You're like, thank you for having me, and I'm like, what? Viagra. <laughs> zoom for you. But yeah, seriously. What's all right. It? <laughs> Thanks so much, Melly.
1: Love you both. Talk soon, okay?
2: okay. Yeah, you, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.